This is Doug Scheiding of Rogue Cookers, Texas Embedded Correspondent. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. But listen, Laverne, face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show, brought to you by Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Jones. If you missed the first hour, never you mind. We're recording. It'll be up on podcast tomorrow. This show, by the way, happens to cover all of the late-breaking, unfolding, potentially not even broke yet news and topics in the live fire industry. The show originating from Cleveland, Ohio, Bomb City, USA. I'm going to keep saying that because every week I'm getting emails going, why do you say Bomb City, USA? If you go and watch when I was a guest on the So Smoking Gooder show, yes, that's the name of a show, on Facebook, we actually cover that and why Cleveland is known as Bomb City, USA. In fact... You could probably use your pal, the Googles, and do your own research and realize that Bomb City USA isn't just something I've pulled out of thin air. It was a real title of this town for some time, unfortunately, I might say. Still to come on this show, friend of mine, the longest-running embedded correspondent of the show from Texas, Doug Scheiding of Row Cookers. As I had mentioned at the close of the first hour, we'll be talking about his rise to Instagram prominence and all that went into doing that. It's been a while since we've talked about gaining a social following. If that's important to you, it is for a lot of folks. So we'll see how Doug has done that. Don't forget, you can follow me socially. Uh, It is important to me, but if I didn't have the show, it would not be important to me whatsoever. In fact, I would have zero digital presence presence if I didn't have the show. And you could take that to the bank. When the show leaves, I leave, and you will never find me again. Unless you know where I live. Again, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. By the way, I'm not a guy that's going to plead for votes or plead for follow me here or follow me there. But at last check about an hour ago on the TikTokers, I had 998 followers. If any of you listening have the TikToks, and you haven't followed me yet, I'm so worth it. I'm building value every week by giving snippets of the show that are just the best portions of the interview around a minute. And sometimes the guest was so good, they get two or three snippets. I'm just trying to crest over that 1,000 follower mark. So perhaps me posting some Malcolm videos tomorrow will help me get into the stratosphere of 1,000, but I've only been doing it for like, has it been six weeks? I don't know. You can go on and see when my first posting of prior interviews was, but it hasn't been very long and uh, maybe it's been two months, but getting to 1,000 the right way, posting, 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 following Sean Walchef's advice from Digital Hospitality and Restaurant Influencers, Digital storytelling using all my available social platforms. So please follow me on TikTok if you haven't yet. I'm very close to a thousand. You would do my ego just a service. Aside from this stuff, you can watch the show live on Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show and also on YouTube slash RD Rempy. We're live on Clubhouse as well, audibly, which we will play a game. When Doug is on, 
I've gotten a lot of messages and emails here over the course of the last hour going, hey, it's the first Tuesday of a month. Where the hell is this Sam the Cooking Guy? Well, aren't you keen on who typically appears on the show, depending on what week of the month it is? You are right. In about 10 minutes from now, you would typically find the YouTube star saying the cooking guy appearing on the show. However, because it is his 10th year anniversary of doing the show, is it just doing the show on YouTube? Or has it been 10 years since he's changed the way the show was done, where they've gone away from anything live and really found their wheelhouse in that three releases a week and that uh, 15 to 30 minute type cooking show him and uh, his son Max who is the producer of the show if you will are taking a 10 year anniversary trip together they initially started in Dubai and I believe are ending in the majestic metropolis of Singapore and uh, they've been there the past week they're actually coming back today Because right there now, it is 11 o'clock in the morning, I believe, on the 4th, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe around noon. So there was an outside chance that he was going to try and do it, but there's airport connections and all this other stuff. I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. You're going to want to be just focusing on getting home anyway. So just forget it. and We'll catch back up in June. He said, that'd be great. So that's why Sam is not going to be on the show next segment because he's making his way back from a world travel to Dubai and Singapore, places that I would go. You can get an ad-free podcast feed experience right now if you go to patreon.com slash BBQ Central Show or if you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, you can find this show, the Barbecue Central Show, and then subscribe right within there. There's a banner for ad-free experience if you want. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 227, bringing you back to May 26th of 2015 and being featured this week as one of the pitmasters of a team called the Pork Brothers Competition Team. Mike Fritz was my guest. He and two of his other teammates were running the rib burner circuit back then, the rib circuit, much different then let's say a KCBS or an FBA or an SLBBQ or any of the 47 Texas sanctioning bodies that are out there. Really different than any barbecue sanctioning body. If you have the rib burn-off events that show up in your hometown, there were many back in the day here in Seatown. There's still a few big ones each summer. That is the rib circuit. They go festival to festival, city to city, state to state pay pretty large entry fees, and then first and foremost, set up these ridiculous stands touting how great they are and how many championships they've won and whatever, and then most importantly, vend all weekend as many ribs as they can. Buck a bone, uh, five bucks for three bones in a cup, what have you. And at the end of the weekend, there's usually a people's choice winner. Sometimes there's a local celebrity judge panel judging to uh, to proclaim a winner of that weekend as well between those that are vending slash competing. Really, when you strip it back, while I'm sure everyone wants to win the weekends that they're competing, they all just really want to make as much money as they can vending their ribs. I think in the show that you're going to hear, they paid, I'm trying to remember now, was it $10,000 or Maybe there was 10,000 racks of ribs. There was a lot of money being paid entry fee-wise, and there was a crap load of ribs being cooked for these festivals, specifically one that we had talked about in Lima, Ohio, I think. Big entry fee, lots of ribs being cooked, and if lots of ribs are being cooked, they're selling lots of ribs, and that's what I think they all want is to make as much money as possible, and then if they can grab a best of at Lodi or Lima or wherever the hell these are going to be taking place, that's fine too. I remember a guy by the name of Billy Bones. He was big on the rib burner circuit back in the day, early 2000s or so, and he told me one time that it was hard to get into the rib burner circuit. Spots were willed down to family members, kind of like getting a spot in the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. 
So you'll get a background on Mike Fritz, who happened to be, at the time, I don't know if he still is, a private jet charter pilot. And he talks about a few recent events that they had done at that point. So pretty interesting stuff. I think you get a kick out of it if you do this kind of a thing, which is listen to me on Friday. I'm the best of. We thank John Solborg for putting that together. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or a segment that has been lost in the archives, email John and let him know what you would like to hear. J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you would like to hear. Upcoming shows over the next number of weeks and months include... Robert Moss and Meathead next week. Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority will make his triumphant return. And someone from the company Next Grill will make their first appearance at the end of the month as well. So stay tuned for those shows. Also, I had quite a conversation with a gentleman named Nick Cavuto. I had mentioned his book, Cigar Bliss, a couple of weeks ago about doing an hour-long show to help expand, refine, and hone our palates going to be a great hour we're going to take on a topic that we all talk about cursorily but i don't know if anybody on any show has done a real deep dive and gone into the weeds of palate expansion palate recognition and palate development that we will when we do it all coming up on future shows also make a note on these dates may 11th which is a wednesday we will announce the nine finalists for the barbecue hall of fame also, three weeks after that, May 25th, we will announce exclusively on the show, unless semi-famous Dave Anderson blows his load all over our collective faces for two years in a row, the winners and or class of the 2022 Barbecue Hall of Fame. So stay tuned for those. And both of those will start at 3 p.m. Eastern on those corresponding Wednesdays, May 11th and May 25th. Doug Scheiding in the green room. Before we get to him, I'll talk to you about my pal, David McDowell from Do Wellness and David Leans, the website davidleans.com slash bbq. You know what I'm going to talk to you about right now, right? Are you sick of being fat? Fat! Yes! Do you know in your mind that you're done with this? You've committed in your mind. Hey, I want to be healthier, but here's what I know. When I get down to the gym, when I get down to the basement, I'm not going to hold myself accountable. I need some other help. This is where David comes in for 200 bucks a month. He's available 24-7 in essence. If you want to message him through text, if you want to video chat with him, if you want to call him on the telephone, ear to ear, if you want diet plans, he can make them for you. He can check in whenever you want to hold you accountable. It's great that you've achieved the first level of fitness, which is committing to yourself that you want to be in better shape. But now you got to get in better shape and that's where people fall off the wagon before they're even on the wagon. Getting a person that will hold you accountable is what you need. Is investing $200 in yourself too much to ask? I don't think so. It's cheap. Some people are charging $500 a month for a canned diet plan and one to two check-ins a month. Forget about that. Team up with David. He's got your back. And if you put in the work, and you're not happy with the results, he refunds all of the money. There's nothing to lose. Invest in yourself. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. We're back with Doug Scheiding right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we welcome you back to the Barbecue Central Show, being brought to you by the Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe's. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, my friends Amber and Noah Glanville. The most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. If you're a beginner, if you're a professional, no matter, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. My first guest in the second hour is someone you hear pitch in on this show the fourth Tuesday of every month. 
in the second hour during the Embedded Correspondent segment. He's the longest-running Embedded Correspondent from Texas. He is also a very accomplished competition cook, a world champ, as we would say, and a contractor for Traeger Grills to boot. On top of that, he is a budding social media maven, especially when it comes to the Instagram. So thought it would be a fun segment to talk a bit about how he has built his following to over 20,000 followers as of this past Monday evening at Check. Very impressive to say the least. So we race to the Oklahoma Joe's hotline and welcome in the Rogue Cookers pitmaster, Doug Scheiding, joining me here on the show. Hey, Doug. Good evening, Greg. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've well, got big shoes to fill. Sam, the cooking guy. I oh, know. my gosh. Well, you know what I just thought of off the top of my head here? What? One of Sam's favorite parts of the opening of his segment is playing the game. What does Sam like best? Do you want to play oh. in his spot? What does Doug like best? If we go to the clubhouse? Yes. Yeah. You want to do that? Let's do it. Let's bring All somebody right. on. Let's bring somebody on. I'll go ahead and see if Robert Salazar is interested or Johnny Mags is also in and Joey Bastone or Bastone, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. So we'll see who jumps on and we will... Give it one second here. and okay. The last time you played with Sam, you had some good questions. I know. Well, guess what? They're going to be the same <laughs> questions, but we got a whole different person here. So, uh, hey, Johnny Mags, you in? Good evening, Greg. Hey, there he is. Johnny Mags from Pit Life Barbecue, Doug. You know uh, Johnny Mags, of course. So, Yeah. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Good, Doug. How are you? Thank you, sir. Good. All right. So let's just go ahead and get right to it. John, you know how to play the game, right? I'm going to ask Doug a question. He's going to tell me, and before he unveils what he likes best, you are going to guess what he likes best. That's why we call it, what does Doug like best? So, without any further ado, question number one, you got to get the best three out of five. Of the two, John, who does Doug like best? Putin or the devil? Ooh, um, I'm going to roll the dice on this one and go the devil. All right. The devil will lock him in. Doug, who do you like better, Putin or the devil? He's got it right, the devil. All right. Well, we have a little bit of momentum going on right here, which we certainly love. Second question. Johnny Mag's feeling it. When it comes to getting barbecue at a restaurant what does doug like best sauce on the meat or sauce on side sauce on side oh very quick with that lock him in johnny max says sauce on side doug what do you say i do like the sauce on the meat as a glaze but at a restaurant it would be on the side he's got it right Look at this guy, Johnny Maggs, doing very well for himself. Could be the first time we have one in all three right off the bat. It has always gone to five for whatever reason. And this is the question that always trips people up. Question number three. So, Johnny, hold on your hats here, and we'll see if you can pull it off. Between the two wines, <laughs> and Doug is a wine sommelier. Of the two wines, Johnny, what does... Doug like best a fine Viognier or a fine Merlot and I happen to know Johnny that Doug, unlike Sam Doug knows what both Viognier and Merlot are and he's probably had bottles of each not just today but in his lifetime <laughs> so what do you think Johnny uh, Viognier or Merlot oh um I'm going to go with Merlot. Merlot? Okay. Is that because you don't know what Viognier is? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll lock it <laughs> in. <laughs> Doug, Johnny says you like Merlot. Do you prefer a fine Viognier or a fine Merlot? Well, you know, in Texas, we do grow a lot of Merlot, as some people say, or Merlot. <laughs> but Viognier 
is much better, especially in the Texas heat oh, on the backcourt. Wow. <laughs> Question number three, holding its course and steering the ship directly off of where we want it to go. We'll go to question number four. Don't worry, Johnny. You can piss this one away, and you still have another one (laughs) to potentially win a prize that I don't know what it's going to be yet. But here's question number four. What show does Doug like best? Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Quick on the answer. Doug, Friends or Seinfeld? Or are we going to well, question I, five? I, I know. I I hate to break the trend, but I was not a Friends fan. I liked Seinfeld and I liked the humor. So, congratulations, Johnny! Wow, look at this. Well, Johnny Mags has done it. He has won. What does Doug like best? And he's done it in four. I didn't know if we were going to press to five, but John knows Doug a little bit better than most. So congratulations. Uh, John, go ahead and send me your shipping info, and there's a very good chance you might get an advanced copy of Sam's new book, Between the Buns, or I might substitute that out, but you might get it. Send me your address, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and we'll get you hooked up. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for playing. There he is, Johnny Max, right there host of the Pit Life Barbecue Show. And from everybody here at What Is Doug Like Best, we wish you adieu. All right, enough of that. That was fun, right? I like that. Yeah, it is. All right, well, let's take down the fun right now. What do I mean by that? That means, of course, there <laughs> is something else that's going on here. Before we get to the social media mavenness, I hear the toilet going for some reason. I don't know why. Last week, season three of American Idol's Barbecue Central show debuted. I sang, Doug sang, John sang, Rusty sang. Of course, appears the only one here tonight is Doug. That's not good. Now I did ask Doug I did ask Doug to come on the show to talk about social media. (laughs) This was not a ruse to draw him out to deliver bad news, but because I know a number of folks were wondering how the first week of voting was going to play out. We'll make it short and sweet. It was a breakneck battle for second and third place between Rusty and myself. Mm. Rusty came in second place. I came in wow. third place by 10 votes. John, boat racing the field, and it was out of hand by Thursday. I kept waiting for a onslaught of weekend votes when people would take in the show, cutting the lawn or whatever, feeling compelled to vote. And while a number of votes did come in, nobody was putting John lower than second place. And... Quite the opposite was running, unfortunately, for the longest running embedded correspondent from Texas. A lot of people putting Doug in fourth place. I didn't see it myself. In case you missed it, this is what last week sounded oh. like. Oh, oh. Do we have to replay. <laughs> I like it. There is a fortune waiting to be had. You think I'll let it go, yo man. You got another thing coming. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin Here's the image and the style that you used to. Oh, yeah. Second place. But yo, I'm making money. See, see, yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Nick, do the hum to hum. Do the hum to hum. Open up your eyes, touch your mouth. Third place, contestant. That's me. Still the only one who's been in love with me. She's an angel. Just stop your crying, it's a sign of the time. Number one, boat racing the field. Welcome to the final show. (laughs) Hope you're wearing your best clothes. Just stop your crying, it's a sign of the time. We gotta get away from here. All right, that's how the week sounded last week. And as you heard it trailing out on the recap, John nailing all of us to the wall. 
Uh, listening back to it, Doug, what did you think about going out in the first round, your efforts, and what do you think you could have done better? Well, I, th- I agree with your question to Jose that uh, <laughs> I was a little buried in my music. Uh, I think that was a proper question. So when I re-listened to it, I thought I could have been a, a little more uh, vociferous. But um, um, I thought, uh, obviously, I proved that I'm better as a vocal backup, not a lead singer. Um, I've done this for the third season in a row. Although I, I have gotten through, I think the first year, I yes. got through the first round. Yep. So, and I, and I thought John may have overthought things a bit, you know, uh, you know, playing to one of the judges, as he said. And uh, but uh, I thought he was potentially vulnerable this week. So um, I personally thought you and you and Rusty were the best best of the week. So. All right. So um, John moves ahead. I move ahead. Rusty yes. moves ahead. And unfortunately, we bid adieu to Doug Shiding here. But he will be back next mo- or at the end of this month as a judge. So he can hammer us accordingly. By the way, uh, this coming in from uh, Kent yes. Vander Weird. Vandy Weird. Wow, Greg's still using auto-tune. Sorry, pal, not using auto-tune. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not allowed. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, flattered that Kent would think that I'm using auto-tune, but uh, that's my real voice. Uh, There's a little uh, reverb on there, probably, but uh, there is definitely no auto-tune. I have instructed the official sound guy of the Barbecue Central show, Haniel Trisna, to not use auto-tune when he's mixing the tracks. So uh, definitely no auto-tune there. Sorry, Kent, that I'm a really great singer, as recognized by Jose from Three Years Hollow, and probably you're not. But that's just the way <laughs> hey, the cookie but, crumbs. But listen, I got accused of auto-tune, I think, in season two by one yes. of the uh, the judges, that's the female right. judges, to that's be right. specific. Yeah. yeah, rule number one of the show for the female judges, of course. No names, please. So anyway, uh, we're through the game show. We are through the results of the first month of the Barbecue Central Show's American Idol edition. And that brings us to topic at hand, which is talking about social media and specifically Instagram. So, Doug, when did you originally start messing around with social media in general? And what were the platforms you thought were initially hot and you wanted to gain traction on? Well, initially I joined Facebook, just, you know, my age group, I guess. And that's just what, you know, we, we joined and, and, uh, I actually kind of prided myself in the early part of my barbecue career of never having really posted, um, as, uh, for myself personally. And then, then, um, uh, when I broke off on my own and, and I, I formed my rogue cookers Facebook page, then I started posting a little bit on there. Um, but, but prior to that, I didn't post much. I got on Instagram just because I started liking that from the, uh, the standpoint of, uh, I like the pictures and less of the, all the, the stories that went along. And, um, I like the short and sweet kind of posts and, and, uh, I like the, the pictures and I think of myself as somewhat of a junior photographer I always have. And, uh, so that actually kind of interests me. So I would post, you know, periodically once a week or, or something like that uh, in the in the early goings. Probably probably joined. I don't know when it was. Twenty fourteen or so. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Was there a point when you saw social as a potential benefit for barbecue stuff? Absolutely. I was when I I signed on with Traeger in twenty fifteen, and of course Traeger was about the the grassroots and getting a lot of the Instagrammers and things like that, and so they encouraged me to post more and to gain a few more followers so that I uh, at least seem somewhat respectable from that standpoint, uh, from an influencer standpoint. So, um, so I'd post maybe, a, you know, once or twice a week and, and, um, uh, you know, got a few followers, uh, here and there, but I didn't concentrate on it at all. As I had mentioned in the open, your Instagram account specifically has really risen dramatically. Did you decide at some point to make IG, not your complete focus, but the one that you are going to be focusing on the majority and then perhaps the other social media platforms. If you could share a post as you were doing it on Instagram, you could just kind of include. Um, did you make a concerted effort for IG? Absolutely. I can. Uh, I actually remember the moment. Someone, um, 
made fun in a in a uh, training class. <laughs> Someone at Traeger made fun of how many followers I had uh, at a, at a training class. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And 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 his name r- reminds uh, rhymes with Chad Ward, but uh, so Chadley. How dare you? Come on, Chad. Yes. Oh yeah, Chad. I don't even know if Chad knows this or not, but yeah, he, uh, he no. was he was like, oh, oh yeah, boy, we knows. need to get everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. He goes, and and maybe he knew it kind of get under my skin. And he goes, yeah, we need to get the fifty five people in here to follow him, and that'll double his followers. And you know, maybe at that time I had a thousand or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take that as a challenge. And uh, so that was probably October of twenty nineteen or or so. And in January, I decided in January of twenty twenty, I was going to start posting mm-hmm. every day. And, you know, uh, so I don't, you know, I cook on pellet cookers with the Traegers, but I feed the Instagram beast Mm -hmm. every day. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a beast, you you know, it's just like an offset cooker. You've got to feed it and, you know, decide what you need to to do that day, what what type of post and things like that. So um, within the first mm, two months, two months, I had, I I was up to 2000. So I know I was at 2000 February of 2020. You're kind of breaking it down for us at the moment, and I'm sure many of us desire to have 20,000-plus followers waiting for us to post our next Instagram story or Instagram post, and it's not luck. In your case, as you had just mentioned, it's something that you're doing. Was it ever a thought of trying to figure out where a algorithm was in order for you to manipulate it to, to gain more followers more quickly or some other nonsense like that? Or what else were you doing on top of just feeding the beast to yield results? Or was that just it? No, uh, they're, you know, they always, the algorithms are always, you know, a mystery and they're uh, allegedly always changing, et cetera. So early on, um, I was, I was told basically that you need to post kind of the same time every day. Mm. So I would typically post and I still do typically post at about five or six in the evening and, and post every day at that at that time frame and and uh, um, and one of our my my partners I'm partnered with Traeger but also Head Country and Natasha is, is one of the marketing people there and I call her my muse from the standpoint of she knew a lot of these different avenues and things to do mm. that and she kind of gave me some guidance in the beginning and so i would i would take those to heart and i would actually start doing some of the things that she said and um and that actually kind of helped me get more excited about posting every day and not not thinking of it as a chore but also but something fun to do you know like educating people you know i think sean has said it before it's it's about educating other people it's not really posting about yourself all the time and, and so it's just a different angle to take things. And uh, that was the same thing that Tasha had told me. By the way, if you are not following Doug on Instagram, you can find him over there at Rogue Cookers, and he's happy to have you follow him if you're not doing that currently. Doug, let's go ahead and stop here just for a second because we ran through some of that first segment with the various games and results shows, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about social media and how you've been growing that. We are talking with Doug Shiding from Rogue Cookers. I will talk to you quickly about Primo Grills, right? So what do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot and do the grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday ceramic cooker lineup? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professionals and backyards. Uh, Backyard Cooks, it's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire on a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute a two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's more than 60 different ways. 60 different ways to configure the Primo Cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. If you're somebody that likes accessories, they have them. A lot of the most traditional accessories, all the way to things like the Primo Grill rotisserie. They also have a Primo Grill pizza accessory. They have a drip tray that can be used as a half. They also have the rib rack that can do six or seven racks of spare ribs. 
and they're coming out with more and more each month. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz. Yes. Patented technology. Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities in multiple sizes. Yes. And if you just have to have a round ceramic cooker, they have those as well. But really, all things considered, choose the oval. Be a trendsetter in the neighborhood. Let everybody look at that thing and go, wow, that thing is shaped really cool. I'm going to get one too. Only sold through dealers, just like Green Mountain Grill. So go to primogrill.com and find a dealer near you and check them out on Facebook and Instagram. I know I'm ready for a Primo. You're probably ready for one as well. Check it out. Primogrill.com. And again, follow on Facebook and Instagram. We'll be back with more Doug Shiding from Rogue Cooker right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com right now for recipes as well as tips and tricks from well-known live fire cooks like Darren Worth, Jess Priles, and Childs Cridland. Mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork is quite simply some of the finest pork money can buy and the trusted choice of top cooks for use at competitions at home and on the competition scene. And we welcome you back here to the Barbecue Central Show, which is being brought to you by the Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills from Oklahoma Joe. And we are rejoined by Doug Scheiding as we're breaking down his rise to social media prominence on Instagrams. So, Doug, when do you realize or see that you were doing, was getting traction? In other words, you're going along, slow, steady growth, and then all of a sudden, are you noticing that you are growing at a much higher rate all of a sudden? Yes. Um, one of the things, uh, Danielle DivaQ actually helped me a few times. And and one of the things she said, you know, stories are free. She goes, they're free exposure, you know, because I, I would never do f- stories. I'm like, why would I do stories? And she goes, oh, no, it's free. She goes, people, that's getting additional exposure for you. And uh, if you've got people that have a lot of, followers and you know 20,000 is good and so you know it's sure. actually very good but uh, you know it's not you know a hundred thousand or, or or whatever but you know I always just set goals you know I wanted to get to five thousand that was a big number ten thousand etc so um if you've got friends that have a lot have them comment on your posts um I started seeing more traction when I I if I make a recipe one of my, you know, these are some of the strategies that I would, I would do, um, from hashtags as well as tagging. So tag the grocery store that, that you bought it from tag, some of the items that you included, whether it's, you know, 505 Southwestern, you know, uh, uh, green chilies. Um, I've actually started having a, a little bit of a relationship with them, um, just because I, I like green chilies and I love their products. So um, all the products that I tag are, are ones that I've used and I would put in my pictures. So I, I'm pretty specific about tagging. And I used to be somewhat um, judicious in that. But now I'll, I'll tag companies, a lot of companies. I won't over abuse and, and tag, let's say even the barbecue central show or, or, or friends or things like that. Um, just because that, that can be annoying on the, on the being tag side. Uh, cause some people actually, if you tag them, they'll actually remove the tag. Um, and so I don't want to annoy people, but, but companies love it. Um, <laughs> you can go in and, and, uh, certain, let's say target markets that you have. So obviously we're in the the market of barbecue, you know, you know, maybe yourself podcasts and, and things like that. So if you've got certain targets in, in areas of interest, um, minor barbecue, um, I've branched off into wine to a certain extent, um, and, uh, bourbon. And, uh, so I've, I've actually targeted some people in those different 
in those different areas. And then most recently, a little bit in baseball. So those are my areas that I actually concentrate in. And I will tag some people, some, some influencers in that and develop a relationship with them uh, and, and carry on some conversations. And then through those tags, I'll actually get tagged from them when they post something. So I will go in, if I get tagged in a, in a post, I will always comment. And then I will, I will always, uh, at least at the time that I look at it, go and like everybody that's actually commented on that. And that's actually helped people come over to my page. Um, and some people would do it, you know, just on, large posts that get a lot of comments, they would go, I call it tag bombing. They would just go and like, or like bombing. They would just go and like, and, and sometimes Instagram only lets you tag like a hundred and you know, two minutes or something like that. But if you've got certain target areas, go to hashtags, hashtag barbecue and start tagging a bunch of people in there. That'll actually take you. They're like, when, when they see it, like who who's liked my comment and who is this person? They'll actually go and visit your page. Some mm. of those people will. So that'll actually draw and bring some people to your, your page as part of the process. So, so those were some of the things that I did in the beginning. And then if someone comments on your post, always reply back mm-hmm. and it always comment, you know, even if they did, if they put, you know, for, you know, fire, you know, I, if they only put, emojis let's say i'll I'll respond back with emojis most of the time but if they put some sort of comment i will comment and i will use some words in some shape or form that's driving engagement right i mean that's showing that uh, if somebody is just visiting your page from tag they go into some of your posts they see who's commenting on you and then they see you're an active uh, person that likes to interact with the people that are commenting on you that uh, shows that you have an interest in your base Absolutely. And, and some of the new people, even if they comment, I'll actually go and look at their page. I take the time and go look at their page and I go check out their page and maybe I'll even comment or, or like a few of the things that they have. And that actually drives people. They'll, they'll more likely to, to, uh, uh, follow you in, in that case, if you've actually taken a, uh, a step to go to their page. And sometimes they'll even, you know, uh, uh, call people out by name as well. Um, and just, you know, Hey bro, or, you know, Thanks and you know, dude, and that kind of stuff. So I'll go in and actually try to to uh, to comment on their name and remember their name. So some of the ones that don't post it, I actually have a list of 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 names that sometimes uh, that I don't remember exactly. So I have a list. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I know that's that's Misty. Uh, Doug Shiding joining us here on the show from Rogue Cookers, talking a little Instagram inside info here. Doug, in past conversations with other social media stars, I've heard from them to keep business accounts business and to have personal accounts as standalone in order to not confuse the people consuming your content. Are you a subscriber to that mindset? Yes, I am. All right. Unless it relates to baseball, wine, uh, or, or, or barbecue, or bourbon. Those are the four topics I will post. So like when we went to some wineries last week, I posted that because, you know, we do, we, we go to the Santa Barbara wine and barbecue festival mm. every year. So that to me is, you know, okay, related, et cetera. But if I'm just, you know, a regular post or something like that, I'll post it on Facebook if, if I care to, but, uh, yeah, I don't overpost too many personal things on uh, on my page it's all related to kind of barbecue in some way some way shape or form tip recipe etc so let's talk about the pictures that you take as you said you fancy yourself to be a, a bit of an amateur photographer so what gets the most reaction from your fans or followers and what kind of filters or enhancements or edits do you make before going into post i will um the big meats you know, just from a barbecue standpoint, the big meats, you know, brisket, steak, burgers do, you know, do well. Um, I, I did a couple of pork butts uh, a couple of days ago that, you know, those do do well as, uh, as well. So, um, and then I always try to get, you know, like a, a close up and maybe, you know, something in the background that's kind of a little bit of blurry and, and things like that. And there's a lot of times it's the lighting 
as well. Um, so I, I'm always, you know, even when we go to restaurants and stuff, you know, it's hashtag phone eats first, the phone eats first, you know? So in, in, in our assurity question, I think it was last week, the, uh, you know, I, I, I paused and hesitated on that because I do rest for the, phony to eat first, but it's not a specific amount of time. And, you know, it drives my wife crazy. But if, if the phone doesn't eat first, we eat right away. But, but, uh, but anyway, so I am, uh, I will take a look at the, the pictures and I will edit them from a standpoint of light and, 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 uh, sometimes the saturation, um, uh, not too much on the on the pop and those sorts of things and the standard filters I don't use those mm. you know so uh, usually the Ludwig and all that stuff I used to use that in the beginning but I don't I, I think you have a little better control if you use the manual filters um, you know the blue tones the skin tones the black and white and 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 those sorts of things and saturation so I think uh, I try not to oversaturate it because my wife said for a while I was doing too much saturation and, and things and so um, I try not to to do it but i do try to enhance it just a little bit as you are getting to twenty thousand plus followers has there ever been a temptation or a trial to go to some website and buy eight thousand followers or, or ten thousand followers and uh, if you had thought about it and then never pulled the trigger on it what deters you from doing that um, it's cheating, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I just, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just downright cheating and, 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 and it just goes against my moral, you know, but so here, let me, I will, let me rephrase this here for okay. a second. So all right, let's, talk I, about I get all of that. Right. But perhaps there's a large majority of folks out there speculating that are looking to leverage their social media into something else. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. while their moral compass might say, well, buying 50,000 or a hundred thousand or whatever the amount of money you're going to pay for whatever amount of followers you're going to get is cheating. They see a different end game in mind, which is the majority of folks who are at brands who are probably scouring social media for people that have, X amount of followers or more that they consider to be real social influencers just due to amount of followers that if they sure. can get there by any means necessary, maybe they can get something for free or maybe they can make money by promoting a post because they are now hoping that who's ever in charge of finding these people aren't really going to get into the nuts and bolts of what their following actually looks like. Yeah, I, uh, it's. To me, it's pretty easy to, it's engagement, right? You go and look at someone's Instagram account and go, don't, don't just base it on one or two posts. Go and look over the last week or so and see how often they're posting, who's, who's engaging and, uh, what, what type of comments are there. There are companies out there that, and I've just kind of really learned about this in the last six months or so there's companies out there that apparently they will pay people or you can pay them and they'll have people actually engage on that. So it's much harder to figure out that your followers, a new level of cheating. I love it. <laughs> it is. Wow. It's, it's incredible to me, but so no, I mean, I think it was, when was MBBQA up in, in Fort Worth? Was that in like 2019? 2018. I think 2018. Okay. So that was when I first got into Instagram and, you know, Danielle was, was there and, and she and Chad were actually talking about, you know, the fake accounts and, you know, people buying, you know, and it was all new to me. And so, yeah, Danielle was very opposed to it. And so now I, I understand why now, mm -hmm. because, um, the genuine, the, the people that genuinely follow you are the ones that genuinely follow you. Now, having said that I will, because I believe this, goes to the the Instagram algorithm if you will I throw them some chum I'll I'll do a few sponsored posts so if I if I you know you can do it in Facebook as well with a business account etc um if if I've got a post and you know back uh, maybe it was a year and a half ago man you used to get I used to get 5 600 maybe even a thousand likes on on pictures now the, somehow they've tuned it down and you only mm -hmm. get 
150 or 200, let's say. But if I get a post that does 200, 250, 300, I'll actually uh, sponsor that one mm. and throw it out there. And I might get 300, 400, 500 now. And I'll actually get a few followers off, off of that. Now, some of them may go away after a while and you can look at that. But the general plus is that, you know, I might get 50 to 100 followers off something like that on a good post because a good post is a good post. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, if your your base is liking it, then other people, and you can target it depending on, you can go after different, different target markets, you know, barbecue, hamburger, steak, whatever, and you can, you can customize it. So, um, I'm not opposed to doing something like that. And I think the Instagram algorithm, uh, looks at, at that if, if you're actually, you know, paying, you know, it's like a wine, you know, speculator is, you know, the wine spectator magazine. If you advertise, you got, you got a magically uh, an article in, yeah. in the, in the, uh, uh, you know, said with peace and love. Of course. Always. Peace and love. Yeah. Peace and love. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Thanks, Rango. Appreciate it. So, um, you know, I, I think that's part of the algorithm. So I think that, you know, that's, that's something that, that I do. Some people are even opposed to that, but that, whatever. But I, I actually upset, I think, the algorithm because once I reached 20,000, I would take a day off here and there and stuff. And so my, my, my trajectory has actually slowed down a little bit. And so now I'm back to posting uh, the last few weeks. I, t- I would take Monday off. And I don't think, I don't think that, that helped because since the beginning of the year, it's probably... 500, you know, 500 different, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, plus 500 followers. Mm. Um, oh, one of the effects I want, I want to say is, uh, probably the biggest when, when Diva Q is, is, has posted a, you know, Hey, go follow me early on. I got, you know, maybe a hundred, 200 yeah, right. people, et cetera. The largest one, um, other than, you know, my partners Traeger and, and head country early on, but, uh, was when Matt Matt Pittman of Meat Church, uh, he called me up during the it was, was the beginning of COVID. He he went to the lake house, you know, in March or or so when we were all quarantined and stuff. He made my queso like three four times. He goes, "Hey, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, a, a queso video. Is that something you know? Is that okay with you?" He goes, "I said, yeah, just as long as you tag me." He goes, "It's a great recipe. I'm gonna I got almost a thousand followers <laughs> in about two weeks from wow. that." It was, you know, I call it, I call it the meat church bump, but, uh, and that's when we shut down the Facebook page mm. on, uh, on uh, big green egg where you know, they said, don't make any queso posts, any individual queso posts, only a post on the first one of the day because everything else was getting lost. It was, wow. it was crazy. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you've, if you've got, you know, some people that, you know, like that, if, if they'll, you know, repost your stuff or, or do something or, or tag you that that's actually something. So, um, that's, that's good. So, and, and some of that is, is just goodwill from a, from a barbecue standpoint. So I'm willing to talk to, to almost, to almost anyone. So in fact, right before we got on a guy from New Zealand was asking me what other Mexican sauces that he should start making. Mm. Uh, cause he's, <laughs> he's mastered all these different, so I get four or five of those a day, but that's just, that's just part of the, the digital hospitality and, you know, spreading the barbecue love is, you know, some people say. Smoking Joe's pit barbecue wants to know if any famous people follow you. I'm going to venture to say that would be outside of who we would consider to be famous in the live fire world. But any celebrities or anybody like that? Kim Kardashian or Mike Tyson? <laughs> no, no. You know, I, uh, you know, uh, probably it's just, you know, mainly barbecue people. And, uh, you know, now, now actually because of my guest hosting on the, the baseball and barbecue, you know, for the 79th time, uh, I, I get some of the, you know, Steve Traxel and, and some of those, those people and stuff. So, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, at the last Traeger event, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., was there junior was, was at the event and stuff and people were, you know, mobbing him. That's just not my style. I don't do that. So I just, you know, went and talked to him and, and, uh, although I think Ian Rappaport, uh, Rappaport, thank you, um, uh, follows me. So oh. yeah, he, he, he may follow me as well, but, uh, uh, the NFL insider and stuff, but, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a fanboy on that kind of stuff. You know, they're red, they're, they're 
regular people just like the rest of us. And, and, uh, so I, I don't, I don't really do that. We all put our gold line slacks on one leg at a time. And it's usually the left leg first, no doubt about it. Doug Shiding <laughs> is breaking it all down for us here when it comes to social media, especially on Instagram. If you are one of the 20,000 plus following him, you know, the content he is providing to you. If you're not following him, hurry up and do it at road cookers over there on instagram doug really appreciate the time this evening oh one go ahead hurry can i can i okay yes some don'ts don't over tag people so if you 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 tag people don't don't over over uh over tag your welcome um and send a message uh don't send a message to someone that you want to exchange follows so okay greg (laughs) i like you oh hey i'll follow you And, and literally i'll get a message i'll follow you if you follow me uh, no, that's wow. not, not what I'm going to do. And then uh, uh, from a account integrity standpoint too, my magic number, because it's a magic number is 1111. That's the number of max followers I will have. So if I go to 11, 12, whatever, I'm going to go call out some and, and get, get rid of a few. <laughs> so don't follow too many people. A lot of people will build their account because they'll have seven. They're following 7,000 accounts. You can't keep track of that many. There's no way possible. So and then they'll have, you know, 5,000 followers. OK. All right. That, that's to me, that's that's. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't do it because you're not really utilizing the power of, of Instagram and, and getting to know people. That's right. So those are some don'ts. So if you're trying to be successful, yes, adhere to the don'ts, do the do's, or as uh, Chuck Blount would say, do do the do's, and Doo-doo. you can get 20,000 <laughs> plus followers just like Doug. Doug, really appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Greg. Thank you, you so it. much for everything you've done for me. There he is, Doug Shining, right there from Rogue Cookers. And as we had mentioned, if you're not following him, do it. Doug appearing via the Oklahoma Joe's hotline, which you will hear by the really big voice guy starting next week. I will talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, and then we will end the show. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, by the way. Shout out to Sterling Ball for a reserve grand championship finish this past weekend at the competition he was at. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself, from the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers. We all know the rubs, right? Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow. Double Secret Steak Rub, just a few of the 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals to extraordinary. Also, owners of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're tired of what's out there currently, you want a new go-to sauce, check out Granny's. It reminds you of why you fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Now they're selling cookers, and we knew this. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac Two-Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. If you're not sure of what grill you need, call them, won't you? Ask questions. They'll steer you in the right direction. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. You can shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. And this portion being brought to you by Vortic Watches. Back in the day, watches were made to be worn in the pocket. After World War II, the wristwatch came more in vogue and pocket watches quickly became an afterthought finding their ways into sock drawers and scrap heaps and that's a tragedy enter Vortic watch company helping bridge the gap between america's storied watch making past and taking it to present day where wrist watches are finding incredible popularity once again and here's the coolest part each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one of a kind Vortic founded on the motto that america wasn't assembled it was built check out Vortic watches com for more information or to purchase a watch of the day and the barbecue central show being brought to you by the rider deluxe pellet grills from oklahoma joe's smokers and i think that's going to do it as we thank doug shiding for joining us this past segment and the segment before talking about social media 
getting booted out of season three of American Idol Barbecue Central Show edition, unfortunately. Not making it in the second round for the second year in a row, I believe. And uh, also playing a round of what is Doug like best versus what is Sam like best because Sam the cooking guy wasn't it. All right, let's roll it all the way back to the first hour. It was Malcolm Reed sitting in for two segments. We did the ribs round table, breaking it all down from start to finish. And then we talked a little Memphis in May, the ramp up to what's going to be happening a week from this coming weekend, what it looks like for him to set up and cost, what his chances of winning Memphis in May on the 15th are. He said 99.9% chance of him winning, which I certainly appreciate. Second hour, it was Doug Scheiding. We did a little game show in lieu of Sam the Cooking Guy not being in. We kicked him out of American Idol, as I just talked about it, which I hated to do. And then we talked a lot about social media and how to build a legitimate Instagram following, as he has done right along here over the last handful of years. 20,000 plus does not lie. He's doing it right, and you should follow his directions as well if you're looking to do it yourself. Big show planned for you next week, of course. Meathead will be back in. Robert Moss will be back in, amongst others. Love your feedback on the show. Hit me, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Tell me what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central.